Welcome to the Stripped Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they bring sadness or frivolity, from Enid to quality, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. Someday I'll write and ask him if he could imagine how many episodes of this podcast we did. It's my co-host, Evan. Side of the road, I stopped when I saw him sticking out his thumb. He was just standing there speechless, knowing we had eight more albums. <laughs> it's my co-host, Saker. Aww. Both of us dreading the future in our intros today. I was doing that on my way over. I'm like, okay, so we got eight more albums. That's about 15, 13 to 15 songs <laughs> an album. That's like 80 more sessions. <laughs> Hubba uh-huh. 80. And that's if they don't put another album, which they say they're working yeah. on. That's like 104. So probably 104 plus 15, we'll say. So that's like 120 more episodes. Yeah. Do you think that they just have, at this point, they just like, it's like an organ grinder mm-hmm. where they just like go up and Ed just starts turning this crank. And it's like a new song comes out. <laughs> a terrible Tim, melody begins to play. Jim just starts dancing and Tyler's like beating on the box of the thing. And <laughs> Tyler's the monkey with the cymbal yeah, hands. And then Kevin uh, just is like, oh, I guess I'm still part of this. Have you been watching or have you been keeping track of their Twitter or their Instagram as they're in their full songwriting mode? Oh yeah. You know me. I'm like neck deep in the BNL verse. Well, they are, they're at a, some sort of, I think they're, they're retreating. Oh. <laughs> they are at a retreat right now and they are at some cabin or something and they're writing and recording and writing and recording. Well, good for them. Yeah. It's, it looks like a lot of fun. They're showing some behind the scenes stuff, which is fun. My favorite picture mm-hmm. is Ed with a computer in front of him, a laptop, some sort of songwriting stuff on mm-hmm. it. And two hot dogs on a plate. The hot dogs are on pieces of bread, it looks like, not buns. Oh. <laughs> it's like when you run out of buns and you got to put them on white bread. Uh-huh. And the caption is, good songwriting fuel. Which <laughs> delights me. Maybe I'm... We're doing this wrong, Saker. We need to like chow down <laughs> on some hot dogs and bread before every ep. I wouldn't mind. We should go out to lunch before every ep. At, that seems like a recipe for exhaustion. It really does, because we, we would always go to a buffet. When we go out to lunch, we go too hard. <laughs> we do. We always. Hard. And it's always, we always record on Sundays. That's mm-hmm. our record day. And by Sunday, Friday and Saturday are bad for me. I eat good during the week. Yeah. Friday and Saturday, I fuck myself I up. always say I'm going to eat good during the week, <laughs> and then I kind of slide a little bit. Oh, but. that's I have to, because I only pack salads for lunch. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, boom, done. And then dinner is, you know... My, my partner's on a diet, so I am kind of on a diet de facto. Nice. So, you know, but then Friday and Saturday, I fuck it all up anyway. Your partner made cookies and I ate three of them and they were the most thick <laughs> cookies in the world. Juicy. I felt like eating three sandwiches. Yeah. Um, they were sandwich cookies. They they were indeed sandwich cookies. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. So we, we had a party. We, we didn't have a party. We went to a party last night. Mm-hmm. It was good. Fun party. Yeah baby party baby party <laughs> all the families that had babies ev that's not something that's not something <laughs> that's not something that has any legs to it but here's something that does have legs to it ev mm-hmm. i have for you the results oh of the bnl draft i feel like you won because you wouldn't really care about it if you didn't win you don't think so you don't think, think i'd be excited quiet, for you, you to would quietly let it die <laughs> there were 21 responses Woo! good job you 21 folkers <laughs> thank you um and with 71.4% of the vote... It is you. It is, in fact, me. Yep, yes. I figured. Do you want to hear some of the responses? Because there were three questions. Okay. No, there was two questions. Number one question was, whose draft is better? And the second question is, why? Now, that second question is optional, right? So, let me tell you some of the comments we got. Um, this comment says, um, Brian Wilson, that is all. <laughs> okay, cool. They voted for me. Uh, this comment voted for you and said, fuck you, Saker. <laughs> that's oh, a good one. Like it? Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> um, this one voted for me 
and said, and now it's hard to read this because there's no caps or punctuation, said, hits baby. So it could be like, hits baby, or it could or, be, hits, hits baby. baby. <laughs> like, I, I hit a baby. Daddy hits baby. Um, this one voted for me. I compiled my list of possible choices. So he did the draft himself. What oh, would he nice. Pick? And many more were on Saker's list. How did Evan end up with war on drugs, but not upside down? Because Saker stole it from me. I did. <laughs> I sniped it. Um, voted for me and said, that said, I'm saddened y'all didn't sequence this. Would have been great. Oh. Um, I like Evan's thoughts in general, but the only song on this list I actually like that much are What a Good Boy, Am I the Only One, Alcohol, Humor the Situation, and Everything Old is New Again. I think, yeah, I think my problem was is that I picked the hit hits. You did. And that everyone who likes BNL is sick of those hits. They sick also of hits. They said, and the only song that's irreplaceable on that list is Alcohol. He's right. It's literally their best song. Well, thank you. Goddamn. This person voted under the assumption that uh, the rest of the tracks are gone forever like the Beatles in that movie yesterday. <laughs> so we only, <laughs> the only Vernicke ladies that exist. A uh, lot of people... Little tiny song and Dat Fodder bring down Evan's overall draft. Um, <laughs> Dat Fodder, really? Uh, yeah, Evan yeah. got Hidden Sun Alcohol, but it also has Dat Fodder and Tiny Little Song. <laughs> you want to hear that, like uh, that Scottish preacher just <laughs> rant, raving? But then also one person said, Dat Fodder is amazing. Yeah, so. everyone knows that. <laughs> so I believe with me winning the BNL draft. We are splitting it into two albums. We're splitting it, which actually you wanted. Yeah, I think, anyway. I, I think I'm pretty, well, I don't know. Because well, I have to come up with a whole new thing as for the next album. I think it would have been boring for the listeners too. For their Building to be materials. <laughs> romantic comedies. This one's definitely bricks. <laughs> for 29 songs of romantic yeah, comedies. Yeah, I gotcha. So next one will be video game protagonists. Okay. <laughs> okay, guy. And I'll do them all. <laughs> Please no. I have so much work yeah, I do on this pain. podcast. Um, what do you think? Do you feel like that was a fair beat? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, like, like I said, I think that I uh, I got hate drafted a little bit at front because I didn't I didn't wasn't able to read the entire list and like internalize it and see what songs I wanted. Okay. And then you were picking my favorite songs, <laughs> and then I just shit the bed. Okay, <laughs> so you agree that little tiny song and dad fodder were yeah mentions. yeah no I picked those I picked those as a as a fuck a middle finger to me a middle finger to to both yourself and the entire democratic process in yeah. general yeah. Yeah. should we draft presidential candidates on the ballots like you're in the booth with another person mm. and so like if I pick Ber- Bernie first no let's not do that let's can't. not make this let's not make this any more complicated than it needs to be <laughs> okay I think I think voting should be head to head though I'm just saying you should be put in the booth with another person. And you should have to fight over your candidates. Yeah, okay. All right. I was trying to have some sort of funny ha-ha's. Never mind. I just think the election is really not something we want to joke about. You're right. Ever. Sacred. Not sacred, just uh, worrying. Troubling. (laughs) Troubling. It's like making jokes about global warming, you know? Those are great. Mm. Uh, Hey, what did the globe say to the ozone? Help me. (laughs) That's entirely correct. Please. This week's song is called Home, and if you've never heard it before, here's a quick sample. Side of the road I stopped at, picked up the pieces of your car. You were just standing speechless. Home. Mm-hmm. Let me start off by saying this, and I don't know if you noted this as well. Bare Naked Ladies, 
have songs with the following titles. Home. Go home. Long way back home. Bringing it home. I actually would like to mention that when I first searched for this song, I've, <laughs> I've never lift, listened to Blam. I mean, I listened to Blam back in the day, mm-hmm. so I don't. I couldn't tell you what this song sounded right, like. Right, me either. So first thing that showed up on YouTube, I listened to a lot of Blam. I look for home, be like bare naked ladies, are men, or bare naked ladies are me. Home. First thing that comes up, bringing it home. <laughs> I probably spent fuck man. I spent like a good twenty minutes. Like it's printed out on the back of the, or on the back of one of these sheets here. Yeah. Like there's there's bringing it home, and I just started like I started reviewing that for like a good twenty minutes, and I'm like, wait a second, it looks really old in this video. <laughs> That's a is that a fake gnome or a fake gnome a fake nudes one? I think yeah. it is. Yeah, it is. Wow. Yeah, and I'm like, this sounds really like this doesn't sound like it belongs on bare naked ladies or me. Like this is <laughs> this sounds like more modern stuff. Like I hear like the little beeps and boops that yeah. they put in, and I'm like, well, they oh, they do that on uh, yeah, they on do, some... but not in the same way. Like yeah. they're like this sounds way more adult contemporary than like blam. I actually kind of like bringing it home. Not to tip my hand on this song, but bringing it home is not terrible. It's... Right. I was just saying like it didn't fit with the sure. in the in the album. I'm like wait, this is weird, and I'm like, oh wait. There's a video. Oh, Ed looks like he's sure. he's like mid fifties. <laughs> I see. I see. What the fuck happened there? Or late forties? I think mm-hmm. Ed's like what forty nine. I don't know. He was born same year as you. No, he wasn't. He was born <laughs> in like seventy. Which is that's when you were. No, I was not. Okay. I was born in nineteen fourteen. <laughs> okay, my fault. I forgot you're a ghost. Gotta stick to the canon. Fight in World War One. Uh, is that a command? As to a me? baby. Oh, oh, you fought in World War One as a baby. I was born in the trenches. Gagoo. Um. Ev, why the fuck do you think they did this to themselves? This song? No, go home, home, bringing it home and long way back home. I think they, I don't know, home is a pretty, a pretty, like, I don't know, it evo- home is something that evokes a lot of emotions and things. Everyone, in theory, I mean, everyone has a home, right? Sure. Even if it's just like a place where you lay your head. Sure. Right? Well, I, let's get inside the brain of ladies' heads. I mean, what, are they obsessed with this idea of home, right? You can write one song about home. Well, out of 300 odd songs plus ancillary songs, so let's say, like, how many songs? Do you think the Bare Naked Ladies, like, 300 songs, we'll say. 300-ish songs, give or take. They've written four songs about home. Now, okay, but they also so called it less home. less than 1% of their songs. They called, or, know, a little bit over 1% of their they songs. They called them home. Home is in the chorus. They knew there was going to be some confusion on these songs, right? Especially when you're searching for them. Yeah, I know. Also, one of them was on Stunt, one of them was on Maroon, and then one of them is on Blame, which is like yeah. four album, uh, like a span of four albums, three of the homes are there. So you've got themes you come back to in your work as an artist, right? I and just, home is one of their themes and they like to be right on the nose with that. I guess. It just seems very, very weird to me. I think here, my supposition is all of those songs are so forgettable that they forgot they wrote songs <laughs> called Go Home and Long Way Back Home by the time Home came around. Can you... Makes sense. This is the... I think this is, we have not listened, well, no, I've, I've listened to Bring It Back Home. You've listened to Bring It Back Home. Mm-hmm. This is the worst home song, I think. Yeah. This one is not interesting. There's nothing going on in this song. Mm. Let's, I mean, let's, let's talk about it, right? Well, I mean, that's, that's the point of the song, too. What? That there's nothing, nothing going on. Right? Okay. So if I write a song about how I had a boring day, should I just be like... It should be a boring song, la, too. La, 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 what a boring day. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. I mean, that sucks. Doesn't that suck? I don't know. I'd have to hear your song. Okay. <laughs> I just sang it for la, 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 what, what a boring day. day. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Shit. <laughs> I made it too... Ke- I'm too good at song writing. Yeah, I know. Man. That's a problem. Fuck. Um, where do you want to start with this one? Um... At the, be- at the beginning. Okay. How about we talk generally? Uh, I, I, this song, I like this album pretty well. Mm-hmm. 
And I had listened to it pretty regularly and I forgot this song existed. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a forgetting where I listened to it again. And I was like, oh, I, rem- I remember now. I listened to it. And I was like, what is this? I had totally, it had evaded me for ever. I mean, this song left my memory and had no place in it at it all. It erased itself. Uh, it kind of did. Eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Yeah. You. This song is a little men in black. Uh, look at the light thing. Yeah. Did it, did it like, did this awaken some sort of like repressed memories in you? I do remember. Yes. Uh, being force-fed beats while listening to this song <sighs> by my weird. roommate Nico. Um, Nico, I yeah, Nico from Puerto Rico. He was a that was his his name and what he called himself. Okay, you're looking at me. <laughs> yeah, well, but, I mean, I feel like my response was valid <laughs> given what you just said. One hundred percent valid. But that was he was self-identified as Nico from Puerto Rico. Hey, good for him. He was a Puerto Rican exchange student and he was an art major. Loved beats. He was a party boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were the exact opposites um because saker hates parties i I, in college i kind of (laughs) did i was not a party boy back then i was a stay in my room and go to anime club kind of boy um but uh i remember for his final project like granime club because they're all grandmas in there am i right bunch of bunch of grandmas and grandpas about it dorothy was rose yeah Mm. they were all grandmas golden girls (laughs) dorothy rose blanche uh, D'Artagnan. What D'Artagnan. was the fourth one? <laughs> I think it was D'Artagnan. Sophia. Sophia. Fuck. How did I forget? Who's your favorite? Do you think it's one to one? Your favorite Golden Girl and your favorite Ninja Turtle. Do they? Do they? Ooh. Do they match? Yeah. Can you map one to one? Podcast in and of itself. <laughs> well, obviously, the sexually forward is uh, who's the most sexual? Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so that's Blanche. Yes. Who's the meanest ninja? Uh, the meanest Golden Girl. Rose. Uh, no, Rose is super nice. Oh, who's the old one? That's Sophia. Sophia is Raphael, then. Yeah. Okay, who's the leader of the Golden Girls? <laughs> Almost certainly Dorothy. So then that leaves uh, Rose to be Donatello. That doesn't really map, though, because Donatello <laughs> like, does machines, right? <laughs> so which and Rose Golden Girl does tells, tells stories about the most mechanically epped Golden Girl. Sophia does machines. <laughs> Blanche is a party queen. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't match, I guess. All right, whatever. I thought we had something. Yeah. I thought that was a podcast. We should do the the podcast we're doing is called Google Maps. We have to map one to one, and we can use Google the whole podcast. We're on our phones. <laughs> is that a good podcast? Oh, come on, we're shopping these ideas around. All right, never mind. See if anyone picks it up. Headgum, what are you thinking? <laughs> Um, yeah, this song um, again, and most songs get stuck in my head after I listen to them fifty times. No, sir. I had to listen to this one again before I record to remember what it sounded like a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, yeah. I had forgotten what I what it sounded like at all until we were recording today, and and then I heard you singing it to yourself last night. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. As, um, if, as if you were trying to keep it in your mind. <laughs> slip through your fingers like sand. I had to plug it in there. Um, so let's talk, uh, let's talk instrumentally first, shall yeah. we? Um, I liked the like nice echoey acoustic intro that continued through the the piece. Yeah, I said the first like three seconds of this sounded like a Simon and Garfunkel song. Yeah. Like I thought it was interesting. And then the drums kick in. There's a weird mixture. And that's definitely not a Simon and Garfunkel song. They do not use drums. I don't think they knew what drums were. Classically, Simon was given a drum set by Garfunkel and he destroyed it yeah, he thinking just, it was a wild animal. He, bur- <laughs> he attacked it. <laughs> he, he thought it was attacking him. 
Um, but then there's there's a weird mix of influences because I feel like the bridge. Simon does not like loud noises. This so Garfunkel hit the drum just once and then Simon came at him. No! He got <laughs> off the drums! They were the real uh, Felix and... Uh, <laughs> Felix and Oscar! Oh, thank God. I got there eventually. Of the uh, musical world. I think so. Yeah. Um, Garfunkel kept leaving the studio with black eyes. And he's like, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I brought another drum in. <laughs> oh, no. This is an abusive relationship between Simon and Garfunkel. I mean... Simon never meant to hurt him. It, yes also and like garfunkel knew that that's how simon was going to react so like mm. garfunkel was like baiting him mm. not th- not saying that, that garfunkel deserved what he got but i mean you bring a drum to a <laughs> like everyone tells you not to bring a drum into a recording session with simon as the old saying goes you never bring a drum to a sign fight <laughs> does that make sense never Is bring a drum that a joke never drum your way over troubled waters never drum your way over troubled waters the bridge of this just song... imagine like a bridge hello darkness smile darkness smile <laughs> we need some more breakbeat. How many Simon and Garfunkel breakbeat wah, wah. remixes do you think there are on YouTube? Uh, like z- zero? <laughs> Probably. But wouldn't it be great? Do you think I'm gonna let's bet on a number. Do you think zero? Highest without going over. Would you say zero? I'm gonna search for Simon and Garfunkel tr- uh electronic remix. If I say zero, you're gonna say a hundred. I think I might. How many what's your number? Zero. Okay, I think mine's one. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that as soon as I said zero. <laughs> yeah, with, it doesn't really work with two people yeah. if the price is right thing. Just do one over whoever. Oh, there's a shit ton. There's so many. <laughs> I, I fucked up. We're going to drop one in right here. Okay. Yeah, that was exactly as expected. <laughs> Not like, worth the ride. We will take it out right here. <laughs> um, the bridge, not the one over troubled waters. Oh, God, yeah, the bridge. Like Brian Wilson, like it was just sort of like it came out of nowhere and it was super trippy and like I enjoyed like the ominous energy of the minor harmonies, but I felt like it was inspired by the door. It sounded like a very Jim Morrison-y sort of... So, like, they were pulling, like, references from everywhere. Right, but, like, we're in... Like, Brian Wilson wrote music during the 70s, mm-hmm. and so to have... And, and did some sort of trippy stuff. So to have that in there was fine in Brian Wilson, but here it just kind of, like, what does it mean? Why are you doing it sure. that way? And in Brian Wilson, I think it was... It was um, it signified a dream sequence, mm-hmm. sort of, right? And in this, what, what, what are the lyrics in that part? It's Where just where's the heart, heart reside? Yeah, that sucks. It's not my head. I could run, but I'm petrified and choose this instead yeah. again and again. And it again. doesn't make any sense. It's very. It does, I mean, it makes sense in the context of the song, but I don't know why they chose to do the bridge that way. And yeah. it might have just been, oh, this sounds good. Yeah. In fact, that's almost certainly what it was. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting how they've 
they've gotten away from, I feel like, diegetic, which is fine. Songs don't need to be diegetic. We don't need to describe what's happening in the right, song with right, the instruments. Right. But um, yeah, to me, it just it did felt it did feel incongruent with. Well, the I rest. want complete diegesis. I want <laughs> I want a diegetical exegesis. Every time Tyler hits the drums, he should be saying drums, 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 or, drums, or like uh, where he says like uh, I could run, but I'm petrified. You should hear running feet and then the sound of someone <laughs> turning to stone. All sound. And then choose this again. Someone goes hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Another, please. <laughs> they should come with a, a BNL fucking. What are those Stop. books where you press the? Uh, oh, God. Speak and say. Speak and say. <laughs> and petrified. <laughs> what is the sound of being petrified? Medusa laughing. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like it's the sound of something. I mean, listen to Clash of the Titans. I'm sure that there's a a petrification sound. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Or like when Willow throws the magical acorns at Babmorda in the oh. eponymous Willow. Man, Babmorda. I've never seen Willow. Well, you'd hate it because it's a fantasy show. I'm sure I would, um, but uh, makes me sad. Hey, now I like some fantasy stuff. Mm-hmm. Let me think of one fantasy thing I like. Hang on. Okay, I'll wait. Here we go. I like mm-hmm. Discworld. Yeah, that's fa- that's fantasy. It's kind of steampunky though. Yeah, I mean, it's more like it's more like Renaissance era. But yeah, yeah, yeah that's fair. I mean, it's, it's okay. Still, it's still fantasy. Yeah. Fantasy is a broad genre. I did it. Fantasy includes everything, including sci-fi. Oh, I love sci-fi. Yeah, that's right. So. Science fantasy is what it stands for. Yeah. <laughs> sci-fi. Science fiction is what it stands for. <laughs> I know what it stands. Does it? Um, I was glad that we're back to Steve. I feel like it's been a while since we've heard Steve. Yeah, right. It was mostly Eds. Yeah, we've had a lot of Eds. Eds uh, and Kebs. It was nice to. See see steve again um i wish it had been under better circumstances (laughs) i felt like i was seeing an old friend at a funeral with this song like you have a good time when you see old friends at funerals to the point where you make everyone uncomfortable i told you that our friend came to me after he heard that episode of our podcast and said it was totally okay you have my forgiveness and my permission ah so he had to forgive you well God damn it, Evbo got me again. I'm sure he would because he's a genuinely nice guy. No, he was la- he was like, I didn't even know. It's fine, totally okay. I'm sure he's. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> you piece of shit. Um, the guitar solo. felt very basic to me. Really? So you could play it if I just handed you a guitar? Evan, why are you being like this today? I know you don't want to do the show anymore, <laughs> but you have to give me something here. Give me something I can hold on to. Uh, what do you have to say about this song? I, I was just going to sit here and like and, and shoot down everything <laughs> and you said. Neg me. Yeah. I'm already attracted to you. I'm not sure what else oh, you're trying well, to get. Go. I mean, I don't know. It's a good meditation. I, I like. Oh, from the musical standpoint, um, I mean, I liked the like slide guitar at the end got a little country western twang on it yeah it wasn't enough to take me out of the piece yes. like i know ed was like working in his little his little country roots and it got a little twangy towards the end and it's i'm not i'm not averse to a little twang now and again yeah. i actually like the guitar throughout kind of the whole of this mm-hmm. song it had those big soft chords and it almost it reminded me of like a mod uh, a keyboard pad because they were so modulated yeah. throughout the song like mushy so. yeah some mushy guitars like oatmeal oatmeal guitar I, I don't have a lot of bad things to say about the instrumentation in the song aside from maybe questioning the bridge um i, I mean you're 
I'm not, I feel like I'm not going to have anything negative to say about instrumentation ever because they're competent musicians in a studio yeah, like, who have well, multiple They really games. fucked yeah, up this car. Like, what the fuck am I going to say? I heard that Ed go, shit, fuck, when he was well, playing I mean, you could the say, like, I didn't really like it when they added in, I don't know, the, sure. the sound of someone turning to stone and those running footsteps. That was weird, I gotta say. Or like the uh, Native American or the First Nation chants in uh, Spider My Room. That's so, true. I liked those. Yeah. Uh, I think I probably liked them. That was maybe the only thing I liked about Spider My Room. Is the spider in my room? I fucking love that song. Um, The mandolin solo that ends the song. Oh, wait, is it a mandolin or a guitar at the end? I think it's a mandolin. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I thought, I wrote they've never done a bad edition of a banjo or mandolin. Mm-hmm. Every time a banjo or mandolin, yeah. and we, you, we've talked about this before, yeah, how you're not a banjo boy usually, but. Oh, I am a banjo boy. It's just, I feel like it 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 fronts itself, but they, they do that, they do it in such a way that they prove me wrong again and again. Yeah, yeah. Um, Steve says, survey where I'd been, and it delights me. <laughs> And it actually brought up, I don't know if you saw, I tweeted from our Twitter account. I was reading um, uh, Someone Who Will Love You in All Your Damaged Glory by Raphael Bob Waksberg. Good Mm -hmm. book. I enjoyed it. Um, But there is a whole divergence for like two entire pages where a woman is talking about, or it's talking about a woman who has an office job and how she wastes time in her office job. Mm -hmm. And she writes this long report about whether Stephen Page is affecting an American accent in one week uh, and why he's doing it. Because he says it's been... And in casual, bean? in casual interviews and conversation and other songs, he does say bean. So does the song take place in America? Is he trying to affect hmm. an American accent because it's more marketable? I think that, well, here's the thing. A lot of people, when they're singing, um, they sing in an ostensibly American accent. I've mm-hmm. noticed um, like British pop groups and stuff like that. And uh, like Scottish pop groups and things like that. I've noticed like people who are charting tend to sing an american accent and i've seen sure i've listened to like uh, a bunch of like spanish guys that i knew with really thick like spanish accents and then they would sing a pop song mm. and they would their accents would disappear entirely because really? they're singing it phonetically like they've they've heard it like that do you so i think it's i think that i don't know this is just my pet theory now sure here's here's a, a something to throw out see if it sticks do you think that uh it's because america is so culturally dominant i wouldn't say i wouldn't I'd say that would make sense right. in the context. Like, so, I mean, yeah. if you're going to speak, I mean, if you want to speak American English, you're going to sing in American English, right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what. Yeah. I'm trying to dig for yeah. things to talk about on home because we have to make this episode an hour and a half. We do. That's the only requirement that we have. Huh. Okay. But is this anyone's favorite BNL song, do you think? No comments on the YouTube video. Um, only had a couple thousand views. I had trouble finding the YouTube video. Like... This is a mind-numbing song, I think. Just I don't like mean to diss my boys. Relationship. What's that? Just like the relationship that they're in. Sure. Yeah. Should we hop to lyrically? Do you want to run? You want to run away from this song to a better song? I do. But you keep returning to it again and again. No, I don't actually. So no diegesis for me, buddy. Um, let's talk about the song um, lyrically. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the song. This whole time we've been talking about something else. Yeah. Uh, lyrically. Um, so. In the song, it's a little muddy to me what's happening in this song, right? I think so, because he talks about being away, but he also talks about being together, and it kind of it kind of veers back and forth. So I think I, 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 have a, I have a theory, not a, not a 
not like a wild theory. Just okay. like I have a general idea. Sure. And I don't know if you have one, so well, I don't want to preempt I mean, yours. Well, I mean, the general idea is that it's a Steve bad boyfriend jam. He wants to leave. He's too cowardly to do so, so he stays in complacency. Mm. Right? I mean, generally, I think that's the idea. I, there's some specifics I want to get into, but I don't... Did you have a general... Yeah, I think he's like... He, he obviously picks this partner up after like on a rebound right that's the whole like initial like i saw you by the side of the road the car that sort of stuff so he is the rebound relationship she or he is coming out yeah his partner's coming out of like because you know you got my hand but it's a consolation prize oh shit so i did not she's not she or he is not with her for his or her first choice oh wow i wrote in my notes something monumental has happened in the song it's represented by a car crash but what's that a metaphor for stuck in the middle of the Better or worse, we compromise. You may have won my hand in, but it was the consolation prize. Okay, and now I wrote, Steve talks about that's what you do when someone's given up on you, which makes so little sense. But mm. that, that totally clears it up for me. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so this person's coming out of a relationship. Sure. Steve is there to pick up the pieces. Sure. Um, and I mean, I've known people like this, like people who are just in sort of holding pattern relationships because they don't think they deserve better. Sure. Wait, who? Her or Steve? Either of them. Okay. Like, I think that Steve, I mean, he does, I think he, he like, has an affair at some point. Right. Um, but then ends up coming back to her. Yeah. And I think she probably does, too. Yeah. Or he. Wait, where, where, how do you think he, ha- he had an affair? Uh, because he even says, how could you think that I could turn my back on you? What I'd seen. How could you think that I could turn my back on you? I think he's offended at the idea that she even thought he had an affair. Well, I mean, you could say, like, I had an affair, but it was, it was you know, just physical. Uh, so I think that's what he's saying. Like, oh. And what, what gave the road you that I'm running, and I'll look back, and I'll survey where I've been. Someday I'll write and ask you if you could imagine what I've seen. As, so that, that for me... Uh, that's my, my love when he rhymes been and seen, because he says been and seen. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, yes. <laughs> Yeah, so I think that he... Interesting. I think he runs off and then realizes that, like, he's better off just kind of, like, settling. I think it's the end of their relationship in the end, Mm. right? But I I don't think that he's cheated on her. I think he's too scared and complacent to cheat on her. I think that's what the whole bridge is about, right? Uh, you know, I could run, but I'm petrified. I choose this instead again and again. Like mm-hmm. he has no energy, motivation, wherewithal. I think to this is the upside down guy actually got into a relationship. Could be. And this is a much sadder song. He's no longer happy with his compl- No, it can't be the upside down guy. Cause the upside down guy was happy that he was nothing. This guy <laughs> hates that he can't. I feel like he's upset. I did like the parallelism with which Steve wrote. Because in the first verse, the first verse starts, side of the road. Side of the road, I stopped it. Second verse starts, middle of the road. Stuck in the middle of the road. And the last verse is, end of the road. End of the road, I'm running. And look back to So he starts here, he goes to the middle of the road, then he's at the end of the road. And this is truly, why did the Steve cross the road? For another bad relationship, <laughs> I think is the answer to that riddle. I don't know. See, the thing is, I don't know if this is fundamentally a bad relationship. It's not a good relationship, but it's it's one of those where it's like, it's just good enough that you can like settle for it. Sure. Yeah. And I, I mean, don't... being being with somebody you're not wholly happy with is better than being alone. And I feel like that's where, like, I don't know. I don't really know. 
right. everyone's relationship. But I feel like a lot of people are like that. Yeah. And this was a hard one because I don't think the narrator is strong enough for us to understand. Like in my notes, I vacillated between like, does, does home home is a stand in for kind of familiarity here. Mm -hmm. Does familiarity breed contempt or does it breed happiness and comfort? Right. Because Mm -hmm. I think he says both throughout the course of the song. Right. He's saying like, Oh, you know, better or worse. You got me. And you know, that's when I knew I was home and home usually has that connotation of like, it's a good place, Mm -hmm. but he's also linking it with like, you know, we, neither of us were each other's first choice and this is where we ended up. And Hey, that's home. I mean, is that good? Is it bad? Or, okay. Or let me take this in a positive way. Yeah. So they're, they settled for each other and then he sort of, he does something like where he end of the road, I'm running. So he's running finally Mm. and uh, looks back and survey where he's been. And he realizes that, he is better off with this partner and like he actually then the, the final the final stanza you know what could i do but call you what could i do but call this home that's when i knew where i was that's when i knew that i was home mm-hmm. is a positive thing because he's finally realizing like what he's got what could i do but call you what could i do but call this home that's when i knew where i was that's when i knew that i on a sort of Janis Joplin, don't know what you got till it's gone. Sort sure. of thing. So he finally, he finally gets the courage, and but after I, choosing it, after choosing this again and again, because yeah. at the end of the road, right? But does that? It's, so you think at the end he realizes that he was wrong in the uh, maybe the bridge of the song when he's like, you know, I could run, I'm petrified. I choose this again. That's the middle of the road, bud. He's at the end of the road now. Okay, so his understanding of the relationship changed as he. I got think older. so. I think I think this is this tracks the whole the whole spread of the relationship. I think he finally. I think they finally, or at least he finally makes peace with it at the end. Peace with second best. No, not even that. Second mm, best. <laughs> Sorry. No, uh, I think that it's not even like making peace. It's it's realizing that that he's happier than he thought he was, or that this place is. If not necessarily, you know, affirming, it's at least comforting. And that's sometimes that's better than nothing, right? And if he's a piece of shit like most Steve Stevie right. P narrators, then, you know, he's not going to, maybe he doesn't get better than this. Yeah. I just, I do, I understand what you're saying and I do agree. But at the same time, I also think that this narrator doesn't seem to have a, a strong point of view, mm. right? I mean, I feel like this could be read that way. I feel like it could also be read like, you know, uh, you know, home is, you know, home is a bad word here. Concept home is home is where you are, not what you feel. Right. Most people say home is where the heart Mm. is. And he's saying, where does the heart reside? If not where I lay my head, I could run. But so he's saying like home is not where my heart is. Home is where I am now just because I'm here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. It's, I don't get it. Steve, if you're listening, it's all been done podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Write us. Let Please. us know exactly what you folks were thinking mm-hmm. when you came up with this yeah, one. Just, just take your time. You know, we'll wait. <laughs> take, we got 130 more episodes. Yeah. So yeah, we'll be here. We'll plenty, be here, bud. Plenty of time. Um, I don't know. Um, that's, that's it. That's it. Really? I mean, what else, what else do you want to say about this song? Nothing. I don't have anything to say about this song. This song was... Yeah, I mean it's like it's a meditation on inertia. Like we it's back we're back in like Gordon maybe you should drive territory, that right? That sucks. Like 
We're, we're there without the energy. Not good, not good enough. They like, don't have the energy, and we don't have the energy. <laughs> Neither of us have the energy to do this the anymore. flagging here. <laughs> oh, the flag. Remember the flag? I didn't like that song. I didn't like it either, but now I'm looking back <laughs> and thinking, I wish we had the flag. There go the ribbons. Um, yeah, that was, I think that was our mistake. That That's something that, like... Uh, um, graded too harshly at the beginning? Bare Naked ABCs has, uh, has, has one up on us in sure. that they can, like, they get... A mix of songs so they don't they're not just going to be chewing through yeah but they also don't have the cohesion of like after 14 songs let's view the album as a whole what mm-hmm. was good what was bad let's resequence well, i'm sure tracy will about. come back and tell you exactly how his he's right about tracy help please we don't know what we're doing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this is too hard home is not good um okay well we do have at least one more thing we have to talk about ev mm-hmm. and that's how this song is a romantic comedy. Oh, yes. Well, this was incredibly hard to do as a romantic <laughs> comedy because there are very few romantic comedies where two people just settle for one another uh, when there are obvious better prospects sure, out there. Like, sure. that's sort of the antithesis of a yeah, romantic comedy. Kind of. But if I had to pick one. <laughs> you found a second best romantic comedy? Uh, it would be 1999's Runaway Bride. <laughs> okay. Julia Roberts Richard and Gere. Richard Julia Gere. Roberts as Maggie Carpenter and Richard Gere as Homer Eisenhower Graham. Oh, my God. The Hig himself. He goes by Ike. Oh, okay. And good. then, uh, of course, uh, Christopher Maloney as Bob Kelly. What? Christopher Maloney's in that? Yeah. Great. That's awesome. So how is this like... Uh, oh, Gary Marshall's in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Uncredited as the softball first baseman. <laughs> Uh, go ahead. How is this like? Uh, I mean, like this song is basically every romantic comedy after the lights go down and the main characters have to deal with like a relationship, an actual relationship once the thrill of like all the dating chemicals were off. But anyway, so the a brief synopsis of Runaway Bride, uh, Maggie, okay. Julia Roberts' character has stood up multiple grooms on the altar. Yikes. Multiple grooms, like three, I think three. That sucks. And uh, um, this has been captured on video. So she's become sort, sort of a... I don't want the to first internet. viral video? Yeah, something like Whoa, that. Whoa, her so, and the um, dancing baby. And then Ike, Richard Gere's character, uh, writes a piece, meets one of her ex-fiancés in a bar and uh, writes a piece based on like this guy just saying shitty stuff about her because uh, he's a newspaperman. I'm a okay. newspaperman. Okay. So the pub- piece is published. Everyone's like, wait, that's not true. None of that's true. And so he loses his job. Okay. And then in a way, to, <laughs> as you should... <laughs> Uh, and then to uh, rehabilitate his credibility, he decides to track her down and do like an expose piece on her. Okay. Purpose, purpose. So he finds her in the midst of her fourth relationship, her uh, another engagement to Christopher Maloney, who is a football coach. Okay. So um, basically, as like he, a professional football or like a high school football. Coach. Okay, got it. Yeah. So um, he, in researching her, he finds that she changes herself for guys, uh, falls in love. Uh, uh, basically like she creates like a persona for the guy, each guy she's dating. Right. And then it basically falls away. And when the marriage bells start ringing. So, uh, as he comes closer and closer to her, they realize they have a connection because he knows he's, he's the only person who knows who she truly is. But here's the thing. So I don't, okay. I want to do a, I want to do a quick, I want to do a quick scene. All right. You are Christopher Maloney. Okay. You are going to marry Julia Roberts. Okay. She is getting a little bit of cold feet. Okay. Um, we don't actually have to do this. Scene. I'm just describing it to you. Oh, you I was like getting, you're getting in I was character. Getting into it. Oh, okay. What? What? Julie, the... what's wrong? It's me, Gary Marshall. <laughs> do you have any suggestions about how how we could figure out how how to how like get me into this like wedding groove? I I think uh, oh, it's Valentine's Day. Oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, Valentine's oh, Day. That's this... a great idea for a movie. I've got this reporter uh, here, and he's been following me around, and like all of us, and asking us all sorts of questions, and he's getting he's getting a little close to me, and I'm uh-huh. you know I'm starting to feel I have feelings for him oh but i mean 
I'm still marrying you. So I just want to get in the uh, Hey, in the, that's in the all headspace. that matters to me. So, so is there anything we can think of to get me just in the headspace to marry you right now? Uh, romantic getaway? Oh, that would be a great idea. Instead, you suggest this. <laughs> How about we go to the church and I walk you down the aisle and waiting for you is Richard Gere. And then you two can share a passionate kiss and then I can punch Richard Gere in the face. What? Yeah. Why Why is Richard Gere there? Christopher Maloney invited been like, him? He's just been, yeah. Christopher Maloney's like, okay, I'm going to walk you down the aisle, Julia Roberts. And, uh, oh, I need someone to stand in for me. Um, how about this guy who's been around and is like... What in the world? Yeah, I don't know. That's I don't know. bonkers. But he punches Richard Gere in the face. And then, uh, as, as you should. Yeah. Um, always punch Richard Gere of in the course, face. Of course, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, so she... He tracks her down. Ike tracks her down and uh, doesn't propose to her, but says, you know, hey, let's, we should date or something like that. And she runs away from him, too, okay. because she doesn't know. She turns him down. She says, I don't remember who I, I, I don't know who I am. Right. I'm, a, I'm in love with you, but I, you, you can't fall in love with me because I don't even know who I am. So cut. She's in the city a million years later. Um, not a million. It, it, <laughs> in the future. The far one million future. A.D. <laughs> No, she uh, <laughs> she runs away uh, from Ike and Bob, and she basically gets a job in the city where Richard Gere works. God, you really and... now I'm just thinking about the the <laughs> like her descendants. Like <laughs> the movie just shifts to a cyberpunk universe. Oh, but eventually, she comes back to uh, like maybe like six months or a year later. Mm. Uh, she breaks into Ike's apartment and. Uh, gives him her running shoes to Whoa. say that she is no longer running and that she knows who she is and she loves him and but she also murders his pet dog and puts the running shoes there as her calling card yeah, she stuffs <laughs> she the dog corpse with becomes them. the runaway so yeah, and she finally gives into societal pressure and gets married wow that sucks so, so she just needs to find herself first so anyway uh the reason why this song is like that yeah please is um we can just go through easily um so, so like the first stanza uh, side of the road i stopped and picked up pieces of your car that's that's what you're just standing speechless knowing you've never traveled far because she never actually crosses the finish line she's always running sure but she never gets anywhere um their first uh like uh, that's why i knew i was running that's why i knew i was running out on you that's why i choose this again and again and okay. again it's not being in the relationships it's running away from the relationships sure. she's stuck in the middle of the road she feels like she's compromising herself between worlds for the men she's yeah. uh, dating and um where does the heart reside she doesn't even know she doesn't even know where her own heart is wow yeah if not where i lay my head besides this man i don't even really know that well sure i could run but i'm petrified right of what's going to happen so wow. she so she when they propose to her she agrees to the engagement even though she wants to run and finally she doesn't she, want to be a runaway fiance she wants to be a runaway, runaway bride, bride. Yep. sure end of the road i'm running she's running again Whoa. always running Buddy. look back survey where she's been sees these broken broken men behind her <laughs> like donald logue is one of them i think <laughs> god i wish i could have just been like a fly on your wall as you were like pen in hand staring at the lyrics trying to think of a fucking romantic comedy that this could be but i mean she shows up back at his apartment and she gives him his running shoes how did you how could you think I could turn my back on you? Oh, I love you. That's sweet. How could you think this would be turning out and turning around? What could I do but call you? What could I do but call you home? Wow. And then it cuts to them playing in the snow to show that their relationship is still strong. But you know, honestly, I think they just break up and she runs away. Interestingly, that is a post-credit sequence yeah. with them in the snow. And then it says, Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> as Nick Fury approaches <laughs> Julia Robertson, Richard Gere. Activate. <laughs> well, she, she was supposed to be, um, what's, 
ScarJo's character. Oh, it is weird that her name is Natasha in this movie. Yeah. I was wondering mm. what that was all about. Um, yeah, here's an interesting fact. Does Black uh, Widow have any powers? No, she's just a super spy. Same with like Archer Boy. Hawkeye, yeah. Hawk, Hawkeye. Yeah. I think a lot of them don't have powers. Well, I mean, the... she gets, she has the power in that like she can like, she has like that supernatural invulnerability that all mains have in she's got plot armor yeah i mean she can get like thrown through a wall or well, something, or like her spoiler her back broken until she doesn't have plot armor anymore <laughs> until she the yeah but i mean she, when she dies it's not because she gets thrown through a wall and just dies like any normal human right it'd be because she sacrifices herself yeah, she chose to die yeah. she, <laughs> which is very funny she does have invincibility as long as she chooses to yeah. have it so i think that like i mean and then hawkeye can go hunt down like yakuza guys and like does great <laughs> and, you know, that's so weird um, what are the other, I think there's a couple Avengers who don't have powers, which seems real weird to me. Well, I mean, like, I mean, Cap, Cap, she's basically Captain America. Yeah. Without super soldier serum. Captain America is just strong. That's his power. Well, he's super strong, super tough, super healthy. Yeah. Super fit. Su- super, super swole. But we never. Super thick, super sleek. <laughs> super we never fleek. see, there's nothing different between Captain America and Hawkeye, right? In terms of the comics, if Hawkeye needed to like rip open a, a metal door, do you think he could? Maybe not. I don't think so. I think yeah. he'd, he'd shoot an arrow at it. Yeah. Okay. You're right. I think that, right. I think that like he doesn't have super strength, but he has like they have the same like if Hawkeye got thrown out of a building window and landed on top of a car, he could walk away from that. Sure. And same with Captain America, but Captain yes. America actually has a reason. Yes. Yeah. Whereas most of the Avengers are just. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. I think like, uh, Nick Fury doesn't have powers either, other than his rage. This is true. Yeah. He's an angry guy. Uh. Hercules doesn't have powers other than that he is the mythical god <laughs> demigod well, Hercules. Hercules. Has super strength. Well, yeah, but it's just because he is Hercules. He didn't get it from anything, right? I don't know what you're talking about. Well, like, Hawkeye, you wouldn't say his superpower is he's super good at shooting arrows. Right, but I mean, like, Superman has a bunch of powers that he got by being super, like, being from Krypton. Just like Hercules got it from being Yeah, but he doesn't have any powers. Superman? Yeah, he's just a normal Kryptonian. (laughs) All Kryptonians have, like, eye beams and (laughs) frost breath and stuff. Uh, right, right. So he doesn't have any powers on Krypton. It's like sure. if we went to, I don't know, the moon. <laughs> People from Jupiter can fucking bowl me over, but that's only because they're Jupiter. Super dense, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Hercules doesn't have powers. Superman must weigh a lot. Superman? Never mind. I think we're getting off topic. <laughs> we're not. This is the, the No Nothing Vernicate. Oh, yeah. I forgot this is a Vernicate Ladies podcast. I do have to keep that in mind every so often. Hey, I'm looking at... Um, a list of the Avengers right now, and I know most of them just from reading comics in the 90s, but boy, there's a lot of folks like the two-gun kid, <laughs> who's a time traveler from the 19th century. <laughs> He's just a dude with two guns. <laughs> the best Avenger that there possibly is. I can't wait till we get our two-gun kid movie. Um, okay, Ev, I think it's about time we rate this song. Uh, Ev, as you well know, we rate this song on a scale from bare naked to fully clothed. The more naked this song happens to be, the better. The more clothes this song is wearing. I'm trying to stretch it out for you so that oh, you can think of something I was fun. Just, I was completely lost. <laughs> I was just like staring into space, not thinking of anything. I'd gone completely zen for that moment. <laughs> because this is the worst song to try to think of anything even remotely thematic for. So good luck. More clothes bad. Go. Evan, <laughs> how do you rate this song? Um, I am, the year is, no, that's you. I'm back in my, uh, undergrad apartment, uh, trying to string together, actually in my grad apartment, trying to string together jobs. Um, you know, I work in grad school, I'm ablating, you know, I'm doing my, I'm doing, uh, my graduate history work. I'm also working in a lab and I'm also 
a server at a restaurant. Mm. Um, so I, it's long shift, long shift, because I've just got out of the lab ablating rat brains, and I have to do like a four-hour shift at the restaurant. So I, which is rat brains restaurant. Yeah. Also, yeah. yeah I you, take the, I take the, <laughs> it's attached to the lab. I take the mice, the sacrifices, sure, as they're called. Yeah. Um, and I take them to the restaurant, and we pulverize them, and then put them in the sushi rolls because it's an all-you-can eat sushi Delicious. buffet. <laughs> sure. And that's what that's what big old OU grads want in their tum tum. <laughs> and. Uh, so I come home and I'm looking around my apartment. It's over a bar. It's really kind of a shitty apartment, mm-hmm. like a smoke. We had, I had to, I had to get rid of. I had to break the smoke detector and the um, uh, not radon. What's the other thing? Carbon monoxide detector because they would go off constantly because it was over a bar. And this is back when you could smoke in bars. Sure. So just like cigarette smoke would filter up through the floor. Fucking honky tonk bar. So it's just like that Kid Rock, uh, the, the Rat Brain Saloon. Kid is what Rock. They call it. It was. I, I could name it, but I'd prefer not to. It's like that Kid Rock Cheryl Crow song. Oh, this is a real... This is. I'm telling you, this is what I'm doing. Oh, okay. okay. So yeah, that, that stupid Kid Rock... Uh, um, ba da ba No, Kid Rock and Cheryl Crow. Oh. It's like their duet, but it was like hot, apparently, in country circles. Okay. they would play that at least three times a day. Okay. And the, it would start up at like 6 a.m. when the staff came in to like clean. I don't fucking know. So uh-huh. it never stopped. So um, I come home and I'm like, God damn it! I'm just gonna have a glass of whiskey. So I, I'm in my, I'm in my apron. I'm in my like white starched servers things, and I roll up my sleeves to my elbows and I just flop onto my couch and I have my little snifter of whiskey with a couple ice cubes in it because sure. I don't want to drink that shit neat. Sure. Because uh, it's like trash whiskey. It's <laughs> it's old crow or something like that. And I just take a sip and I go, guess I'm home. So that's just <laughs> another day tomorrow. So I'm just sure. sitting, just me, no shoes. Uh, my, 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 uh, sleeves rolled up to my elbows. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And my, I guess I'm not wearing a mask either. Sure. Uh, okay. So, wow, no shoes though. That's something. Yeah. Sleeves rolled up to your elbows. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't have a mask or a helmet. Yeah. Okay. So you've got, you've got some bare skin on you. Bare head, bare head, bare arms, bare feet, bare toes. Nope. Not even close. Ladies on the stereo. Um, the year is... Mm One million years in the future, uh, Julia Roberts, Roberts is the supreme commander of the United States of America, and we have had... The U.S. is still here in a million years? Yeah, it's Julia Roberts the 19th, also. Um, we've had no luck in combating climate change, but we are still able to live on this earth because we, as humans, have adapted our bodies to fit uh, what things are. But we have this weird nostalgia for seasons, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm out all day. Uh, I work. Seasons won't end, buddy, because the earth is still going to be wiggling. Uh, yeah, but the seasons are so, it, it goes from scorching hot to somewhat warm. There you go. But do, you we, think, do you think we'll like recapitulate the seasons too? It's like, you know, like Christmas time, like winter, stuff like that. We'll have like fire, fire day. <laughs> yeah, fire fest. <laughs> fire <laughs> fest. <laughs> for uh, for the, the summer when everything is on fire. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We have fire fest in the summer instead of July 4th. Uh, and in the winter we have uh, Puddleville <laughs> where it's just uh, the rainiest season. Um, so, uh, I am, uh, I have a job as a, um, I hit bricks with a pickaxe. That's my job. <laughs> a brickaxe. <laughs> yeah, a brickaxe. Um, so We're I'm out all day. bricks a million years from now? I'm sweating. Well, they're digital bricks. Yeah, so. <laughs> you're playing Minecraft. <laughs> your job is Minecraft. <laughs> yes. But so they've I'm got on. like a hollow deck rig where they set you up and you just go and like, oh, I gotta mine this redstone out of this, uh, yeah. Basically, wall. I am hired to be in a digital representation. Oh, of fuck, a, creeper. Of a rich person's Minecraft, right? Oh, so, yeah. yeah, I have to break down so, the bricks. So computers have, computers have gone the way, so they just hire 
proles to act it out. That's exactly it. Right. So I'm so just a dude in a skeleton outfit <laughs> shooting arrows at you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's all live actors. But you're like, like hit this wall, it breaks, and you fall into lava. Yeah, it sucks. It's horrible. But the interesting thing is, entertain me. I I am just wearing a black suit because I'm not supposed to be there. Whenever he says I've destroyed that brick, then I have to hit the brick with a pickaxe, a brick axe, a bunch, right? Uh-huh. Anyway, long day at the Minecraft mines, <laughs> and I come. Home and I see my house. I'm driving home and I I get out of my car. I'm sweating. It's been so much work. And I walk through the front door. And as I walk through the front door, um, my uh my my uh there's like a metal detector almost, but mm. it doesn't detect metal. What it does is it shoots. It's just like this sort of <laughs> bullets. Uh, it shoots bullets into me. Uh, it's a it's an arch and it like sprays clothes onto me as I come through the door. Um. And it sprays on a long shirt and long pants and a winter jacket over and your a hat. Over, over your clothes that you're over wearing? Over my clothes. Because the inside of my house is a winter wonderland. Oh. Um, because I'm so nostalgic for seasons. This is the treat that I can give myself. Is like, <laughs> oh, look, it's snow. It's so cool in my house and so nice. So there is technology that allows us to like manufacture things. Just the rich people don't choose to use it. Uh, Yeah. That's okay. correct okay. because they think it's more fun to watch people doing the job. Well, it's a, it's a, uh, you know, it's a socialism program. So everyone, the rich people, everyone need has to, a job. It's, yeah. it's, it's actual trickle down economics yeah. where if you're a billionaire, you do, you need, you need you to employ five hundred thousand people at the very least. You cannot buy the Earl Grey hot machine. You must yes. employ people. Yeah, and all the all the manufacturing technology. It has a price limit, or if you make over X, you're not allowed to buy it. This is sliding scale. This is the this is the future the libertarians are afraid yeah. of. So uh, I am in all of my heaviest winter gear, but I am home. Uh, so that's my rating for this song. Oh yeah, you hated this, I guess. I did not like this ice, song. Do you, do you get like a little like ski mask? Oh no, like I a have balaclava? a balaclava. I have a big hat with the ball on it on uh-huh. the top, the little poofy ball. Pom pom. Um, what's that? Pom pom. Pom pom. Yeah. Home I, wonder those, friend. I wonder how those balls developed. Why? Why do those? Just do you think they're just an accessory, or do you think they have like a practical purpose? I think they're I'm like back in Victorian times, they used to, <laughs> the cabbies used to rip the hats off of the passing children, like. And the pom poms were easy grasp for yeah. the cabbies, yeah, because yeah. the cabbies made the hats. It was yes. a real a racket. Uh, hand scratches the other hand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what hand, is that? One hand, one hand injures the other. It's a real uh, quip, quip, quip. MC Escher. One, one hand, hand draws, draws the, the other, other hand. <laughs> we'll be right back with more. It's all been done. A bare naked ladies podcast. Hi, Evan. What level do you think you are? Let's see. I am 34 years old, so I guess I'm level 34. I think we gain experience yearly. Yeah. Okay. On our birthday. You just you level up on your birthday. I don't think... Do you think no, people level up faster than others? I don't think anybody does enough to level up faster than anyone else. So they just get like a pity level <laughs> on your birthday. <laughs> I guess. Well, there's probably a difference between like a... bookkeeping. Yeah. Like somebody... Uh, well, what gets you experience, I guess? Uh, improving your skills. In anything? I assume so. So if I sat on the couch and played video games all day, I'm improving my skill in video games, so I'm still earning my level up just as much as a hiker or a mountain climber. Yeah, I think we have to be clear about what the rules of the game are. (laughs) Sure. Well, you are the idiot god, my friend. So So, you tell me what the rules are. So yeah, you'd be leveling up, and then once you get a certain number of skill points, the thing is, like, if you just sat and played video games all day, you'd get, like, diminishing returns, right? So every skill is equal to every other skill essentially at least initially yeah i see so somebody who mountain climbed for 30 years Mm -hmm. 
has the same return as someone who sat on the couch and played video games for I think years. if you wanted to game the system, you'd have to, because I think like in a, you'd aggregate these things, right? So you'd go up like, so going up like 30 levels in mountain climbing mm-hmm. would be hard. Like the, cause again, you need more experience as the level goes up, like going from a novice mountain climber sure. to an adequate mountain climber to a veteran to a elite mountain climber. Yeah, yeah. So I think the best way to do it would be spend some time mountain climbing, but also go jogging, but also like, so it, 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 it punishes people for being too specialized. So, you want to be well-rounded. Yeah, being a jack of all trades is the best way to live. To level up. I don't know if it's the, way, <laughs> the best way to live. Well, what does leveling up get you? I guess I should uh, ask that. More hit points. <laughs> better stamina. Gets you orbs to unlock special yeah, moves. Yeah, magic. Work yeah. around the skill tree. Yeah, exactly. However you want to work it. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Perks. Did, now, did you specialize on the skill tree, or did you just kind of pick randomly? I feel like I just picked randomly, based on my based on my <laughs> skill my skill attribution. What, what is the skill that you're proudest of? Uh, I have to say father, I guess. Okay. But Okay. Mine is quick evasion. Quick evasion. <laughs> if I hit the oh, X button perks. with we're the right about, timing. We're talking about perks. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Perks. Yes. I have a sweet roll dodge. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah. You got to okay. watch this. Okay. Go ahead. Except uh, it does damage to me. Oh, it does. Because <laughs> I'm so tall. Like, I'll hit, I hit the ground pretty hard. <laughs> you learn from a short person. So when you do it, you just slam your head on no, the No, it's just the ground is really fucking hard. Like, whenever you sure. practice this sort of stuff, it's always in, like, a, a controlled setting with, like, yeah. mats and things. But you don't want to, like, when you, you don't want to roll... You just don't want to roll. You don't want to be in a posi- be in a position where you have to roll sure. upon the ground. Like you've already fucked up if that's if that's <laughs> if that's because you're like escaping a car or like a, a boss or something like his big mace. You would think it would be, but that's the skill you like, the perk you like best. I mean, yeah, because it allows me to be basically invincible for I want to say. Oh, like you a have some iframes in the middle of it where yeah. nobody can hit you. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, my hitbox nice. is real small. <laughs> nice. Now you think as long be, as I keep doing it, <laughs> you think it just right. Easier for you to roll as a tall person because your head is further away from the ground, so you have more time to think as you're tucking and I don't dropping. Know if that's necessarily easy. I feel like tall people had like short big people. It's instantaneous. It's yeah. scary. That's why babies are so scared all the time because yeah. they try to stand and they fall, and it was so quick. <laughs> right. 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 If I fall, I have time to contemplate what I'm doing. Ah, uh, yeah. I think it, also you're heavier, so you you hurt more when you hit the ground. That's true. Like your bones take more of a strain. That's true. Yeah. Because I don't think your, I mean, I, your bones get strong, but like up to a point, right? Your bones just don't keep getting stronger as you age. And then I, when you're like a hundred years old, I think it's the opposite, actually. Your bones you, get weaker. So your bones don't level up with you. Your bones level down over time. Yes. Yes. Well, everything levels down over time. Sure. Well, they level up to about age 24 and then yeah. they level down permanently. Yeah. Just like your skin and your hair sure. and your eyes yeah, and your exactly. teeth. So yeah, I, yeah, I guess it's just your mind who's leveling up, right? Wow. Yeah, I guess so. So your roll dodge is going to be useless in yeah, 10 years. Exactly. Well, I can do it. I'll just shatter my <laughs> every bone in my body. Sure, just absolutely. break a hip as I, as I roll dodge. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting. I like talking about... I also do plus 10 crit damage with a longbow. Oh, really? If I could ever figure out how to use one. Is it on a certain... I just took it. I just took that perk just for fun. Like, because I used to do archery at the summer camp I worked at. I used to teach the archery range. And they were all, right. they were all like, really, like, 10-pound draws and, like, re- and um, composite bows and things like that. Is so. it on a certain class? Like, you do plus 10 against... Well, I got, I got like... 10 ranks in archery uh-huh. like so i can hit like a bullseye at like 30 yards more often sure. than not and i'm like you know what i'll just do plus 10 crit damage and sure. it's like the only thing i could get was a longbow so i just sure. i just did that so when i was little i just randomly picked things on the skill tree so mm. i have like a plus six in creation of wreaths like holiday wreaths oh yeah which can... has not helped me man i gotta have you over 
Dude, for sure. For Let's next, have a party. Next holidays. Next Thanksgiving, I'll make you the best harvest wreath you ever done. Thank so. you. 100%. All right. You all heard it, listeners. Uh, hold them to it. The, you know, it's please, interesting. Please, please remind me, listeners, before our, our coming <laughs> No one will remember, including our listeners, yeah. who remember way more than we do. Um, there's a there's a new show. It's actually an old show on the Orange Groves. It's a revived show about old people. About old people. It's called Game Mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we were just talking about. That's exactly so totally germane. That's why I thought of it. Welcome to Game Mechanics, a show about tabletop role playing games from lots of different perspectives. Each episode, host Logan Jenkins brings in an industry insider to talk about different aspects of role playing games. Uh, the latest episode was with Riley Hopkins about the interstitial uh, system, about the link system. Uh, Riley and Logan talked all about uh, Kingdom Hearts and Crisis on Infinite Earths or the Spider-Verse, all those different like mashup things where, mm-hmm. where that's what interstitial is all about. So. It's Wolverine? I'm sorry? Logan. I understand what you're saying now. Does Logan have a last name? Yeah, he does. In the comic books? Yep. And I... Hell if I think could it's it be, actually Could, it be, Jen- could Jenkins. it be Jenkins? Yeah, it might be Jenkins. <laughs> Do you think he... he hey, bub. Well, welcome to another episode of Game Mechanics, bub. Snicked. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> God, if that's not what this show is. Yeah. Hey, I gotta go drink and fist fight someone up in Saskatchewan. Bub. Bub. You have to finish every sentence. Well, hope that was a commercial. <laughs> and we're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the song when we roll a spinner. <laughs> Spin that roller. <laughs> See what happens. Our segment for this week is called Thanks That Was Fun. Fun. Spin again if you get this three times in a row immediately and permanently and the podcast. Oh, this is my only way out. <laughs> <laughs> toe to toe. Oh, I've never heard this one. Uh, yeah, we've done this one before. In uh-huh. fact, we did this one. Okay, <laughs> never mind. Just kidding. Toe to toe is where we take another song, a random song, and we decide which song wins. <laughs> okay. So, okay, we need to pick another song with home in the title. Okay. Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. Okay, here we go. Home song. song. The Homestar Runner theme song. Oh, Everybody. it's going to be, I bet, Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zero. Oh, no, it's Radical Faces Home. Okay. So, we just searched for a random home song, and that's the one we got. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, home versus welcome home. Ev, which wins? <laughs> Welcome home by a billion trillion miles. I don't think sure. we could find a home song that would lose, but I think we could. I mean, we could. But yeah, actually, there's Radical Faces Home is probably one of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah, and we'll it... drop a little bit in right here. Great. Yeah. Um, actually, there's a lot of good. I, as soon as you said "Welcome Home," I thought of uh, Coheed and Cambria's "Welcome Home," which is another great "Welcome Home" song. Mm-hmm. It seems hard to botch a song about home. What about "Home" by Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros? What about another? Bar- what about "Bringing It Home" by Bare Naked oh, Ladies? Uh oh. Okay. So here's the new challenge. Mm-hmm. Every song wins against this. Can you think of a song with "Home" in the title that loses against this song? The Homestar Runner theme song. What was the Homestar Runner? The everybody. everybody. <laughs> Actually, that's way I better think than that this. Wins. Yeah. yeah. Um, what song loses with Home? I'm trying to think. Is there a song from Home Movies? All those songs were great. Yeah. No. Franz Kafka. Franz Kafka. Uh, how about Home by Michael Bublé? Probably still good. Probably not good. Blake Shelton's Home. See, the thing is, I don't know any of these. Yeah. 
uh, which probably means they might be worse, right? Um, take me home, country roads, oh, demonstrably yeah. better. Mm-hmm. Um, take me home tonight, oh, Eddie yeah. Money. Fuck, yeah. the home songs are just good in general. Yeah, home is just it's. I mean. I think home is something that everyone sort of can like get. It's like it's like talking about food, right? Everybody eats and everybody everybody wants to be home. So how the fuck Sweet Home Alabama? How did yeah. Better Good Ladies fuck this up so bad? Well, they took they took a couple swings at it, right? Y- yeah, they did. I don't think they fucked it up that bad. I I know you hated this song. I did this not is, like it. This is worse than aluminum for you. Yeah, it might be. Uh no, it's not worse than aluminum. Aluminum's the worst. Um yeah, I so so I guess it loses. No matter what the song is, it loses. Yeah, I'm trying to think of if it. If we're comparing it to a home. Remember what we did for this last time is we just took a random song from the same year. We went on the top 100 and went down like 78 songs and it ended up being uh that drumline song that was so fucking good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> should we do that? We should uh we should try and write a song that is worse than this one. Oh shit. Um so what's the worst thing about being home? The worst thing about being home is... So, the worst thing about being home is being faced with chores. Yes. yes. Cle- cleaning your house. Cleaning your house. So, we're writing a song about <laughs> about having to, like... Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a song about a fixer-upper. Okay. Great. How about this? And you don't like doing fixer-uppers. I'm going to search for songs about cleaning, right? Oh. And if we can find a song about cleaning that mm-hmm. is worse or, or better than home... This song is officially the bottom <laughs> of the barrel, right? Um, so how about um, uh, Taking Care of Business by Bachman Turner? <laughs> is that a fun song about chores? Taking care of Yeah, I mean, every day. <laughs> I don't know what that song is actually about. Emptying my trash cans every way. <laughs> Y-index in my windows every day. Yeah, it's, t- it's about uh, you get up every morning, your alarm clock's warning, take the 815 into the city. So it's really about literally business. Yeah, just being... I think, yeah, I think, like, I mean, we you could actually write a pretty good song about cleaning in that you could focus on, like, the entropy. Like, homeownership is an exercise in entropy, right? Right. No matter what you do, no matter how much you try and keep on top of things, like, everything is still falling apart. Sure. So you could use the home, the cleaning as a metaphor for not being a- able to control your own life. Sure. So the narrator, of course, is, is somebody who has uh, control issues. Okay. And it's about them letting go of like, that. like realizing that they can't keep their yard perfect they sure. can't keep their house perfect and even if they do it's more work than it's worth so this this hypothetical song we just made it better than is home. it better or worse yeah we just i mean imagine in context Stephen page goes i mean sell it in the room right alex mm-hmm. mack you say like all right this song is about two people and one person just got out of a relationship and like you could sell anything okay. in the room and make it sound good all right so now write uh, some uh, lyrics i'm gonna try to and, i'm gonna try and song. sell this to you okay so it's a song about cleaning. You sold it. Well, I want you to write lyrics and make them better than Steve's. Ready? I'm going to lay down a beat for you. I'm real sick. <laughs> <laughs> that's my start. That's my intro line. Being home. Okay. The song's called Sick Day, right? <laughs> it's your home sick. Your home Days sick of a life. Price is right. No, no. You're homesick. And the thing is, you can't even like relax because you've got to do chores. you got to oh. keep, like, you've, been, let every, you've let everything slide. Sure. So, uh, can't have sex. I got a Windex. <laughs> <laughs> I can't mount her. I got to ripe the counters. <laughs> I can't fuck. I got to clean my truck. <laughs> It's a song about you have too many chores to have sex. <laughs> yeah. 
It's a romantic song. <laughs> it's really good. God, I keep trying to do too much chores. <laughs> Can't do anything. Yeah. Good. Great. We wrote a better song. I want to have some drinks, but I got to clean the sinks. <laughs> Ev, you did it. Good yeah. job. We made a better song than home, I guess. Now's the time in the show when we take an email from our friends. Our fans are stinky little losers. <laughs> Hey, good hey. name for our fans is Stinky Losers. I don't think so. If you have an email that you want to email, then email it, idiot. <laughs> uh, it's all been done podcast at gmail.com is our email address. Ev, here's mm. the thing. Um, we've gotten lots of emails. Oh, wonderful. But Thank we've you, gotten no more emails than emails from our friend Riley. Riley keeps sending us emails, which oh, is wonderful. Cool. But the thing about Riley's emails is that they're often very simple questions. So do you want to mm-hmm. have a Riley lightning round? Where we answer five Riley emails? Sure, if, you, if Riley has sent us five, let's answer them. Great. Okay, so we're going to start with this one. Um, <laughs> happy holidays. Uh-oh, sorry, Riley. <laughs> well, I mean, it's Valentine's Day is coming up. Yeah, okay. And this sort of applies. What's the best BNL song to line up to play at the stroke of midnight at New Year's Eve as you and your consensual partner or partners gear up for celebratory smooches? Alcohol. Yeah, that's a you're good all one. Grunk. That's ah, maybe. Yeah, um, mine is going to be God. Maybe it's uh, light up my room. Wrap, no, I'll wrap, be that girl. Wrap your arms around me. <laughs> wrap your arms around me. We got to the bottom of it. So yeah, wrap your arms around me is pretty good. I'm wrapping my hands around <laughs> your neck. <laughs> good, thank you, Riley. <clears throat> if BNL were in sync, would that make Ed the Justin Timberlake to Steve's JC Chavez, or the other way around? Thanks, Riley. Mm. I don't know yes? enough about insane. Yeah, because Justin answer. Timberlake, Justin Timberlake is sort of like a, a more the more wholesome of the insync the insync duo. What what's JC Chazes Chazes? Yeah, JC Chazes. Wow, I thought it was Chavez for some reason. Anyway, uh what's his deal? I don't know anything about him. Which boy was he? Cuz there's like the the spicy one, the you're, you're asking me questions. Baby one, oh, he the was posh the, uh, one. He was the swole one. He was the swole the one. The beefiest guy. And I'd say that Steve is swoller. Yeah. I don't know. I think Ed is Ed is definitely uh, beefier than Steve. It's so, like mu- muscular. I guess I don't know what to base this on. JC Shaza, Sha- I can't. Jeez, I can't wrap my mind around his his fucking name. Shazes. JC Shazes. Yeah. Um. So I it's don't know. It's a real name. So I guess just based on the fact that Ed is Justin Timberlake, Steve defaults John to JC. Christopher Shazesh. <laughs> Shazesh. Uh, yep. Thanks, Riley. Here's the next one. <laughs> Hi, IABD boys. Did you know that there's a fantasy writer named Kevin Hearn? With an E. Did you, do you think he is secretly Kevin Hearn? Without an E. I'm just saying. I've never seen them in the same room together. What is uh, what is what has he written? Kevin Hearn? Uh, with, he wrote with e. uh, Vanishing. He wrote Hidden No, with the E. With the E. <laughs> uh, Kevin Hearn, author of the Iron Druid Chronicles, the Seven Kennings Trilogy, and co-author of The Tales of Pell. Oh, that sounds familiar. Do you you don't know any of those as another fantasy author? No, I, I mean, they, they all sound familiar. Like, I think I've, I've crossed paths with those books, but I haven't okay. read any of them. A Blight of Black Wings? <laughs> That's <laughs> not, not, uh, not your jam? The Princess Beard? <laughs> no country for old gnomes. Oh, okay. So they're fantasy stuff now. I mean, uh, it's, it's a comedy stuff. I guess. I like a Jim, a Jim Hines-esque character. Anyway, do you think they're the same person? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> 100%. No doubt in my 
fucking mind. Uh, boy, he... you are onto it, <laughs> Riley. I, this is just between me to you. Now, here's the watch deal. yourself. Let me let you me figured li- out the secret. <laughs> let me list some of Kevin's interests from his page, mm-hmm. and you tell me if they're the same person. Kevin loves the uh, hugs the heck out of trees. Kevin Hearn, very fair, and loves doggies. Mm-hmm. Kevin Hearn, and pretending that he knows stuff about hockey. This sounds a lot like Kevin yeah. Hearn to me. Yeah. He is also fond of comic books, tacos, fresh air, clean energy, fountain pens, and friendly people. But I mean, that could that could apply to anybody. Yeah, but who isn't fond of tacos, fountain pens, <laughs> clean air, and friendly people? <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of clean air. I like dirty air. You know, I am nostalgic for air pollution, and I hate tacos. I want everything separate, and. I want to be treated badly by everybody I meet. <laughs> Do you know how there are like oxygen bars? Dirty energy, please. Where you can get like, you can pipe in oxygen and, and t- mm-hmm. I go I go to them and I request the dirtiest you air they have. just spit into the tank. I just, I spit into the tank. I smoke into the tank. I do all those could things. You, could you fill this with, uh, I don't know, ash, <laughs> cigarette butts? Here's Riley's next question. Hi, y'all. Hi. Have you downloaded the Bare Naked Ladies app yet? Is it any good? Should I install it? Yes. No. No. Next question. <laughs> it sucks. Bare Naked Bites. It's basically just for pre-reserving tickets to their concert series, which I don't fucking know why you would need to do unless you were going to get like the $1,000 tickets. It's a dumb app. What does $1,000 get you at a B&L concert? I, 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 like Soundcheck. T-shirt. It's like the $50 tier at Stephen Page's concert Steve, where I got to see him Ed, do Soundcheck. Ed hand, Ed hand feeds you a hamburger. Yes. Um... Here's the last one. Salutations. I'd make, him, I'd make him cut it up into little bites. I would just want him to feed me loose hamburger meat. I don't want anything... Cooked or uncooked? I mean, as long as it's Ed's doing it, I don't care, really. Dealer's choice. Dealer's choice. <laughs> Ed decides. <laughs> Salutations. Hey, Riley. Long time, no time. <laughs> Riley, please stop greeting... No, please keep greeting us. Which comic book should Bannicked Ladies have a cameo in? Make mine maroon. Riley. I think it's got to be the Fantastic Four. I literally thought Fantastic <laughs> Four when he said and that. And not just because uh, Fantastic Four makes an appearance in um, whatever song that is. Uh, Ed's song where he's talking about growing up Charlie Brown style. Yes. Um, but I think because you can map the four members of the Barenaked Ladies one-to-one Google Maps style. Easily. <laughs> onto the members of the Fantastic Four. You've got Ed, who is the leader of the bunch. You know him well. Uh, would With he be Mr. Fantastic gun. or would he be Jim be Mr. Fantastic? Now that I'm thinking about it. Jim doesn't lead. Yeah, I think I think Jim would be Mr. Fantastic. But at the same time, Mr. Fantastic. Well, we, okay, let's just start with the easy one. Tyler is the thing. Yes. Everyone knows that. <laughs> that is the least controversial yeah. thing you've ever said. I know. It's That's easy. That's like when you said before who doesn't like clean energy, that was more controversial <laughs> than Tyler is the thing. Um. I think Kevin has to be the invisible woman. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that leaves us with Ed and Jim and the human torch. I think that has to be Jim. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And because, I mean, Ed's got, I don't know if Ed is like the level of, I mean, Ed's superpower would be stretching. That's obvious. I just think like Mr. Mr. Uh, Fantastic as like a scientist. I don't know how that, how that maps to Ed. Yeah. So it's yeah. like if Mr. Fant- it's Mr. Fantastic, but he doesn't, but he's, not a, he's not a scientific genius. There's a lot more, I think, about Mr. Fantastic in that uh, he, he's, he's a gray fox. He's a gray fox. Like Ed? He's not super in tune with other people's feelings, mm-hmm. which I think Ed can maybe fall into that well, sometimes. I don't know. I think Ed is really in tune. Um, 
I think Steve would probably say differently, buddy. Well, I think Steve is hard to get along with. That's probably true. Um, I think Ed... Let me refer you back to the uh, the biography where he just started screaming at the fans <laughs> and jumping up and down. It was no fun for anyone. Ed, uh, Mr. Fantastic in the comic books was part of the literal Illuminati. Uh, oh, it was cool. made up of all of the, uh, like, Professor X and Mr. Fantastic. Oh, good. So, th- so the Illuminati are good, then. Uh, they, they did what they thought was best for everyone, regardless of what the world... They didn't have a say nice. in it. Um, and I think Ed does what's best for the band. Mm-hmm. And the band probably has a say in it, but I think a yeah. lot of the times they're along for the ride. And, of course, Prof- uh, Professor X, uh, Mr. Fantastic has an evil mirror universe version of himself called The Maker, which, of course, Ed has Ned Robertson, <laughs> his, his evil version. Uh, well, what would a Ned Robertson do? Ned Robertson? Mm-hmm. So... He wouldn't be in a band. Uh-huh. What's the opposite oh, wait, of a band? No. Well, they, I mean, the, the opposite Mr. Strange, or not Mr. Strange, the opposite uh, Mr. Fantastic, Dr. Fantastic, or whatever he is. <laughs> You're falling apart. You're flagging. I'm flagging. <laughs> um, the opposite of him, is the maker like a scientist too? Yeah. Okay, so he would be in a band. Yeah, I guess he would. But it would just would. be a different type of band. He'd it would be just like be a, a grindcore <laughs> fucking, yeah, death metal band. Yeah, I guess. Okay, The opposite good. of BNL is death metal? Yeah, probably. The opposite of adult contemporary is dead metal, death metal. I think the opposite of anything nice to listen to is grindcore. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Done. That's fair. That's fair. Riley, hope we answered your questions. Bye, Lee. Come <laughs> mo. And Bogue. Yeah. Is we... this microphone real? <laughs> We're not doing a commercial. Do not ask me metaphysical questions in the middle of our record. You can't do that. Uh, we did another episode. We're done. Okay, bye. No, we have to do all the things we do at the end. You can find us on Facebook. It's all been done to Barry Good Ladies Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Been Done Pod. You can find us uh, our Discord. The show, the link to the Discord is in the show notes. Um, support us on Patreon. Give us a five star review. We will read it on the podcast. Oh, and no. in fact, we do have a review to read on the podcast today. Uh, this review comes from a user named. Uh, what is this user's name? Phoebes. I can't read the rest of it. F-E-E-B-S and then dot, 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 dot. Okay. Maybe that's their name because other longer names appear. So their name is Phoebes. Dot, dot, dot. Phoebe? Which I like. Phoebes. Uh, the review name. I have never listened to a b- dot, dot, dot. Five stars. It'd be an L song. Maybe. I found this podcast through Justin McElroy and now I am working my way back. I love oh, this podcast and so sorry. the hilarious hosts. Well, that's nice. I think working your way back sort of is the best way because our stuff gets worse as we go along. <laughs> yeah, you can stop whenever you found that you've hit your limit of like, oh, the quality is garbage now. Thank you. So, yeah, that's the right way to do it. And uh, you, it, the songs will get better and we will get worse <laughs> somehow. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird. But the so- episodes will get shorter. That's nice. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Back in the day when we like 45, 45 minute episodes. <laughs> I want to go back to there. I want to go back. Ebbo, what you get to plug this week? Back to the Future 3. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> That's Whenever I want to think of the Back to the Future theme, I automatically start doing that. <laughs> what, I can't remember what the Back to the Future theme sounds like. The only thing I can remember is the sting. When they discover something mysterious, it plays mm-hmm. the little Back to the Future thing. Can you sing the Back to the Future song? Yeah, sure. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I've infected you with the virus where you can yeah. never remember what if you it had asked like. me, If you had asked me before, I probably could have sang, sang it, but now it's... <laughs> it's you, Jurassic you, Park. You, it's Jurassic Park. 
It's all Jurassic Park <laughs> all the way down. <laughs> that's uh, the literal, it's a meme where now I've passed this meme on to you uh, in your head mm-hmm. virus style. Um, we can't stop the podcast today until one of us can think of the Back to the Future. No, 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 no,